0: That keys are to the glory days at the stick. From who's got it better than us to brick by brick. It's always the 49ers' way from off season to game day. Yeah, we talk that. It's the 49ers' cup. 49ers Cutback Podcast Time. Welcome to the show everyone. Really excited about this episode. Going to be talking about tight ends in the NFL draft and tight ends that the 49ers could go ahead and add to their roster. Thank you golf for joining me for this episode and the draft is on its way. The 49ers tight ends uh you know they've pretty much brought back the same guys. They got Ross Welly, you know they got Uh, Charlie Warner and they got George Kittle but they're definitely going to be addressing tight end in this draft because it is plentiful there are so many really good tight ends in this draft I've heard some people say maybe there's not first round talent but you know what in a draft where the 49ers don't have a first or second round pick there's plenty of draft picks available that they can go after so we're going to be talking about tight ends in this episode getting into who exactly the 49ers can target now there's going to be some guys we wish they could get uh, Because they would have made a lot of sense, but they're moving up draft boards or are going to be incapable for the 49ers to reach out to. So as we go through these, uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. We'll get into break down every single tight end that the 49ers may come across. And let's talk about some of the guys up top. The 49ers have absolutely no chance to get, but they're very spectacular players. Michael Mayer, tight end out of Notre Dame, a really good football player. Darnell Washington out of Georgia. Dalton Kucade, probably... Uh, my favorite tight end in the draft, he's going to be going in the first or second round. So he won't be available, more than likely early to Luke Musgrave out of Oregon State, another really good player. Tucker Craft, uh, he's going to be a solid player. Sam Laporta, uh, spectacular. If you would have been talking uh, Sam Laporta two months ago, you would have thought he had an opportunity to be a San Francisco 49er. But after his Columbine performance at the end of February, there is probably no way that Sam Laporta is going to make it to 49ers comp pick at pick 99 at the end of the third round So Sam Sam Laporta will not be an option for the 49ers unless they're willing to trade up and with the depth that tight end, the depth of the position I don't see them trading up to get a tight end So Laporta more than likely would have been a great fit for the 49ers You know at 6'3, 245, running that 459 coming out of Iowa being You know akin to George Kittle, but it's not gonna happen. So Where do we start the list? Uh well I think it starts with you know with Michigan's tight end Luke Schoonmaker. And you can see him over there in the Tron there on the side. Uh Schoonmaker is six foot five, two hundred and fifty-one pounds out of Michigan. He's a pretty solid player. He can do both block and catch the football. Uh his forty time was 4.63 seconds. So pretty good speed for a tight end, especially a, a guy, you know, that blocks in this area. But uh, also his you know his three cone is one of the best, six point eight one. That's in the top 95 percentile. So you got a guy uh that can move very quickly. And that's something that Kyle Shanahan loves when it comes to players that are gonna be receiving threats for him. We've heard it uh, primarily with wide receivers, but the same thing with tight ends. Uh he, he's very good at it. So he's a guy the 40 yards could definitely add. Now, could he improve in the blocking game? Yes. Uh he's not a guy that is fantastic at blocking, uh, but you gotta like his frame, the the way he's able to. Uh, potentially put on more weight, I think is something that the Forty ers could look into that could help him get more strength to be able to block in line. I think there could be concern right now with him being an inline blocker in the NFL, but he's, he's pretty good. He's got good hands uh, and you, you can count on him to catch the football. He does a very good job of his Zorrig hits uh, when he catches the ball over the middle. I think the good thing with him too, is you don't see him ducking. You don't see him hiding from the football. He goes in there and he makes catches Uh, So that's why he looked good. And then we talked earlier about the short area quickness. I think that's something I liked about him. Uh, So to me, it was all about watching this guy be able to create separation, use his body, uh, his willingness to make tackles without fear. I think those are things that I really like uh, from Luke Schoonmaker. Now, will he be available there? He could be available there. Uh, Part of the reason he could be available there is he's not a real threat to take the top off the defense. Uh, When you're playing the San Francisco 49ers, you have to worry about Ross Dwelly getting a little bit behind people. He's got that ability. George Kittle can definitely do it. That's not something that Schoonmaker does. And also, you know, how much of the route tree can he run? Uh, You know, is it something he could develop into? I think those are question marks surrounding Schoonmaker. But I think when you're talking about a guy that could be available for the 49ers in the comp pick area, or even, you know, depending on how he is looked at amongst the league, I would give him a fourth-round grade, but it would be a little bit of a, a reach there at the end of the third. I mean, it's basically fourth, right? Uh, but, yeah, Schoonmaker will be a, probably available there, and the Forty years could definitely go in there and uh, attack uh, Luke Schoonmaker. Uh, next on the list is going to be Josh Weil. Uh, Josh Weil out of Cincinnati is one of my favorite tight ends in the draft uh, because his receiving ability. It's just so fun to watch. You see the fluidity, the smoothness. Catches the football, gets upfield, uh, can create with the ball in his hands. I don't know if I can put my finger exactly on who he reminds me of uh, because, you know, even though with his height and things, you start thinking about Travis Kelsey, you know, you start thinking about Rob Gronkowski, but um, he doesn't lumber like Gronkowski. He's smoother like Kelsey, but I don't want to put that uh, comparison on him. But six foot six, 240 pounds out of Cincinnati, uh, ran a little bit slower in the 40 than I anticipated. Running a four six nine, I thought he would be a little bit quicker, and I think if he was a little bit quicker, we'd be talking about him probably in the middle of the second to late third. I mean, to the early third round. Uh, so it's a guy that you know got some ability. Uh, three cone wasn't spectacular. Slower than Schoonmaker. So short area quickness, I'm not there. But when this guy stretches his legs and starts running, uh, he looks pretty good. Uh, his ten yard split is pretty good. I like that. Um, and you know, he some of the numbers that I like about him. You know, are the the things he does catch in the ball? is and quarterback rating when target is a 108.9. I like that about him. So, uh, to me, he's a guy that I like. Uh, I like the way he uses, you know, different techniques to be able to get open. Um, He runs his routes at different speeds, accelerates out of them. So, he does a really good job of keeping defenders guessing. I I like his length. We talked about six foot six. Uh, With that six foot six uh, length, also comes. So not just the long legs, but long arms. Those can be used to create separation as well to be able to kind of push guys off and, and stuff like that. So he, to me, he is a very talented player. Um, I think one of the things with a guy like that that you worry about with the size and height, worry about coordination, but he's very coordinated. He looks comfortable. He looks smooth when he's running. He doesn't look herky-jerky. I think that's what I like about him. Uh, and then he can can... Catch contested catches. I mean, he does a very good job of going up and getting the football. I'm not sure the 49ers, besides George Kittle, have really had a tight end that could do that. Uh, Jordan Reed was probably a guy, but um, very limited snaps for the 49ers in 2020. So the 49ers are looking for a guy that could do that. I think he's really good at going from receiver to runner, and, and that always fits the Kyle Shanahan system. The question marks are, you know, how is he going to be blocking? Um, I think that's one of the things I'm worried about is what Josh Wilde would look like as an inline blocker. Now, would he be asked to do that a lot in year one? That's a good question. If the 49ers draft uh, one tight end in Wild, they could still leave Charlie Warner on the team and he could handle the blocking. But I think the 49ers really are looking with this tight end room to translate to a tight end that could do both. Uh, a tight end that can go ahead and you know be a fear not only in the passing game but also blocking and keep these defenses really guessing. I think that's important you know, for the San Francisco 49ers is to make sure uh, that they're keeping these guys off balance because right now when Ross Dwelly's in, uh, you're looking past. He's just not a great blocker. And then when you have Charlie Warner in, uh, you know he's probably blocking. He's not a threat in the passing game. And then even when he is, it seems like the quarterback misses him when he's wide open or he drops the ball. So upgrade is definitely necessary, and I think Josh Weil would be a huge upgrade in the passing department, but he would need to up, upgrade his run blocking, and I don't think that's you know too much different than what we got uh, from Schoonmaker as well. So both of those guys are there uh, available with that comp pick in the third round. The years are looking to go tight in early with their picks. That would definitely be a location to do it. Uh, next up for the 49ers potentially could be Cameron Latou from uh, Alabama. Six foot four, 242 pounds. Found him to be a pretty consistent receiver for Alabama. Now he doesn't have the ideal height or you know weight. Uh, three cone, not great. So the, as far as you know those sorts of things, he's not coming out as one of those guys you ultimately think you can get. Um, he has very very good hands. They're strong, very competitive. So I, I think that you know when it comes to making catches he's a good you know very good. I think that's one of the things you worry about Charlie Warner. Uh, but also his get off is super good. Uh the way he has balance he can get clean uh clean releases and from a tight end a lot of it is release. If you can get off that linebacker off that safety uh whoever's playing against you, you have the ability to create separation and get open. The other thing with him is with Latou is he's able to break tackles and get extra yards. And we know how exciting that is for that tight end room and what's expected with George Kittle in the room. You're looking for tight ends that can extend plays, uh, get extra yardage, fight for that, and Latou can do that. Um, I think he's one of those guys that's uh, good at getting the ball away from defensive backs as well. Contested catches are not a problem for him. Uh, That's why I like him. I think I would give him a fourth-round grade. Um, He could easily slide in the fifth round. I don't think I would blink an eye, and if he was there... You know, in the fifth round, I think that's where you kind of are looking for him. So uh, to me, he's a guy that can make spectacular catches. He can do a lot in the receiving game. I think that there's areas where he can improve, though. He needs to get a little bit better when going against zone coverage. Uh, not very comfortable at sitting down, finding voids in the defense and doing that. And he's a definite, definite liability blocking right now. He's got to get better at blocking. He plays too high, uh, so then that causes him to get overpowered. Got to be able to get his pad level low, be able to get under these guys. He will not be able to block in line in the NFL right away, which means he may not be a target for the 49ers, especially that high. But if he was to fall into the fifth or sixth round, like we kind of talked about earlier, the 49ers could definitely uh, strike on on him in, the, in those categories. So he's an option for the 49ers. I don't think he would be someone they would want to target in the third round with there being no fourth round pick, uh, the most likelihood would be the fifth round where they got three picks. you could possibly go with Cameron latou if he was there. Uh, but you got to know what you're getting, right? Probably an upgrade from Ross Dwelly in the passing game, uh, but a very similar blocker. You know, where Ross Dwelly's competed in the NFL, so he has an idea Latou would definitely be somebody uh that is learning to get better. So who's up next for the 49ers? Well, I'll tell you who. Uh, Will Mallory, and Will Mallory is, if you've been listening to this channel, one of my favorite tight ends in the entire draft. I like him a lot. He's out of Miami, 6'4", 239, and the fastest tight end that was at the Combine. Uh, he ran a 4.55, so you can see the speed, a lot of ability. Uh, to me, this is a guy that fits what the 49ers wanted to do, size, uh, speed-wise. He could probably put on a little bit of extra weight, which I expect him you know, to do. Uh, but he's he measured you know through the roof. He's just a is one of those guys that's got a lot of ability, and I think the four yards are going to like him. And one of the things I like about him, well, the first thing I like is that he has the ability to break tackles. But he gets the football. He always gets upfield and makes plays. And I think even before the combine is where I saw the speed. He was able to get on the sideline and outrun some safeties down the sideline. I was like, wow, got a lot more speed than I thought. Uh, also, he's a chain mover. He catches the ball. He converts. Gets first downs. So you add that to George Kittle and that's big. Or George Kittle needs to come out. You can count on Will Mallory to be able to get those plays. Plus, he's as fast as George Kittle. Those guys share the same speed, so makeup-wise, it makes sense. Where Mallory has to improve, of course, is in the blocking game. He does not block like George Kittle, uh, but I think that's going to be an expectation from that room. Not that he can't. It's that he hasn't been able to do it at a high level right now. 49 could definitely coach that up. Oh, things that are really good about him though, his burst off the snap is good. Uh he finds ways to just I mean he's just wide open a lot of times and then we always catches the ball with his hands which I like. Uh when he's got the football in his hands, he's very good runner, he's got good vision. Uh he does things in the open field that the 49ers really really do and really really need. So I like him. I like his ability. I think he could help on special teams. As well, he's got great hands, which, you know, gives him the ability to make some spectacular catches. And you sometimes you just need a guy that can help your quarterback out. Uh, So I I like him a lot. I think he's a solid option for the 49ers. And in fact, I would take him as high as those comp picks in the third round, even though I think he will be available in the fifth. And so it could be one of those things like George Kittle, a third round grade, but you end up taking him in the fifth. Will Mallory would make a lot of sense. Uh, for those types of things. It's just, for me, I wonder how good of a blocker he will be. But uh, as far as a pass catcher, he's he's through the roof as far as his ability. So Will Mallory's a star player for me. We know star player means, number one, they fit the 49ers scheme. Number two, uh, they're somebody that I think the 49 would benefit highly from drafting. He's one of my favorite guys in the entire draft. So next up is a guy that's been on a lot of people's minds uh, and that is Zach Koontz. And why is Zach Koontz on everyone's mind? Well, he's out an Old Dominion. Number one, that's not exactly the biggest school for producing talented football players. But also, when you've got a size of six foot seven, 255 pounds, and then you run a five or four, five, five in the 40, you turn some heads. So, a spectacular athlete, uh, got a lot of ability tested through the roof. I mean, just some of the things that his 40, you know, was the ni- top 93 percentile. Uh, his shuttle top at 4.12, 94 percentile, his 10 yard split, 1.57, 88 percentile, his wingspan, 97 percentile at 83, his, uh, his vertical 40 inches on his vertical. That's 99 percentile broad jump, 128, 98 percentile, uh, through the roof. And once again, three comb with Kyle Shanahan loves 6.87, 92 percentile. The dude is a physical freak. And he turned everyone's heads big time with how he performed at the combine. Here's the issue, though. Uh, He's had some injuries. So Zach Koontz is one of those guys that, yeah, he's a freak of nature. Uh, He starts giving you those Rob Gronkowski feels as far as height and size and what he could potentially be. I don't think he's as smooth as an athlete as Josh Weil, even though he's faster than Weil. His three-cone is better than Weil. Watching them on the field, Koontz looks a little more herky-jerky. Uh, but I do think he's a, a very, very solid player. And he's got all that ability and all that size, you know, to be able to make plays. Uh, six foot seven is a tough matchup for anybody. But especially if he's matched up on, you know, a a safety that's six foot. You're talking a lot of difference between the two guys. But one of those guys that has really good hand-eye coordination, pretty good body control. So he's able to make plays on bad throws, uh, which is, is beneficial to a quarterback. You want your tight end. To be a safety blanket, and he can do that. Uh, once again, he's another guy that's got pretty good acceleration off the ball. I like him. Uh, he's he's, he's one of those guys that you know can be a problem if he's going deep because of the size, you're not going to get big time separation. Uh, but he can create a little bit of separation just with his ultimate size and long arms. Uh, so those are things that he does well. Here's the problem he's not going to be a good blocker, especially initially oh, there's no real you know, ability there uh, to be a extra blocker. Uh, if you're putting him into a Travis Kelsey role where he's not going to be expected to block, he's going to go play in the power slot, uh, he fits at a high level. So Kuntz is one of those interesting guys that I don't think he's a complete tight end, but would the 49ers be interested in going you know, with a guy that's a non-complete tight end? Now, we've been talking about some of the guys, and Will is another guy that I talked about earlier, the star player for me. And why is Koontz not a star player compared to Mallory? Well, I think the reason is is because I think Mallory can improve as a blocker. I don't know for sure that Koontz is going to be able to handle that. Uh, the injury concerns also bother me. So uh, to me, uh, this is a guy that I like. If the 49ers took a flyer on him and he was available in the fifth round, wouldn't think twice about him. I think he's got a lot of upside. But I think for a third-round comp pick, it would kind of raise my eyebrows a little bit. Just with the mere fact is, is he an upgrade over Ross Dwelly in the passing game? Yes. Uh, is he going to block better than Ross Dwelly? No. And Charlie Warner, he definitely can't block better than. So I think those are some of the things that I worry about him. Uh, it's some of his inconsistencies as well. And then even though he ran a 4-5, where I talked about Mallory, you see the 4-5 on film. I didn't feel like you saw the 4-5 on film uh, with Zach Koontz. But Koontz is a solid prospect with a lot of upside. Uh, the fact that you're that big means you're going to get a lot of people's attentions. And I guarantee those combine numbers were waking up a lot of people. They were like, whoa, uh, this dude is ridiculous. And I, I think that, you know, that's one thing that the, the 49ers definitely have to upgrade is that room. You could do with an athletic freak like uh, Zach Koontz. Just w- where where exactly would you do that? You know, how exactly uh, would you go about it? Now, one guy that's been a huge fan or uh, that the 49ers fans have been a huge fan of has been Payne Durham. Uh, Payne Durham has definitely gotten the attention of San Francisco 49er fans. Uh, he's he's a guy that's been fun to watch, and there's some question marks, of course, around Payne Durham. Um, but Durham is he's got some you know real ability to him. He's out of Purdue, uh, six foot six, two hundred and fifty-three pounds. He's got the size. Um, he's he's a big dude. Here's the here's the problem. He ran a four eight seven at the combine. Uh, four eight seven is pretty slow. Um, I mean, at, at my fastest, I ran a 4.9. So me and Payne Durham are pretty close to the same. Uh, he was 250 when he ran his. I was about 290 uh, when I ran mine. So uh, you can see there's a little bit of that problem there with the speed. Uh, it was one thing I noticed, too, was uh, when I watched this film, was I thought there was a little bit of lack of creation of separation. Now, uh, he couldn't separate from defenders very consistently, but he did use his body Use this big six foot six, two hundred and fifty pound frame to shield defenders, get in between them, make catches. Used a pretty good uh, radi- uh radius too for his wingspan. Um, I thought he made good catches, snatched balls out of the air, has had good hands. I like that about him. I do think he's an upgrade over Charlie Warner. I think he's an upgrade over Ross Dwelly. So to me, he would make sense for the 49ers to draft. So even though I have question marks around his speed about him being a top end tight end, I think he would be a solid number two behind George Kittle because I do think he's a run pass uh, threat. I I do I do think that about him. So to me Payne Durham is a solid option for the 49ers. So what are some of his strengths? We talked earlier about, you know, just him having the combination of size and speed. Uh but he sometimes can do a pretty good job of, you know, getting off the ball well. Uh so I like the fact that he's able to get releases, you know, get off the ball and create some separation that way. He has to be a savage savvy route runner. Because he just doesn't have the speed to be able to uh, separate consistently. Uh, he plays very well over the middle, is willing to make contested catches over the middle and take on contact. He's got good hands that we talked about earlier, snatching the ball out of the air. Uh, and then when it comes to his blocking, the fact that he's not only just an inline blocker, uh, but he's one of those guys that blocks 20, 30 yards down the field. He gets in the mix no matter what, he blocks to the whistle. That fits Kyle Shandan's system. That fits what they're looking for in a player. To me, Payne Durham checks a lot of boxes for the San Francisco 49ers. So I think that he would be a target for them. Once again, uh, third round might be a little early. uh, But if you didn't think you could wait until the fifth round and you took him, I, I don't think he would make me bat an eye just because you would get a solid number two behind George Kittle. I would feel more confident in him. And Charlie Warner and Ross Dwelly, and ultimately, that's what you're trying to do is improve the position, and he would definitely uh, do that. So the the only weakness that I can really say that you know bothers me the most is you would never have to worry about if you're an opposing team of Payne Durham going down the field and stretching the defense. Uh, so if you're going against a, a Tampa two defense or a cover two defense, let's so say a cover two, you got those two deep safeties and you're trying to run, you know, a skinny post up the seam uh Payne durham is maybe not the best guy to do that he's not going to be able to get that separation like we talked about the tampa two he would not be able to outrun a middle linebacker as they're getting their drop down the middle of the field so uh to me uh there are some things that make him fall down the list a little bit um but you know he's still a solid option for the 49ers and i think if they went ahead and went with him i think i would be okay with it so uh Payne durham is a, a fan favorite i know and I think the 49ers will, will take a look at it. And if he falls into the right spot, uh, they'll definitely be willing to get him. So next up is Penn State tight end, Brenton Strange. Uh Brenton Strange, 6'4, 253 out of Penn State. Uh really good athlete. 4.7 on the 40, pretty good for his size. Uh he he moved good. He looks a lot more fluid than that, than that uh speed on film, which I always enjoy. Um, He does a really good job of getting off uh, press coverage, and he has very good hands and balance to be able to fight and get separation in his routes. He's a good blocker. I mean, a very good blocker. So we talked about Payne Durham being a 49er-type player. Uh, Strange is also one of those guys, so he brings a lot of value to what the 49ers want to do in the run game. He's also a a catch-and-run threat. He catches the ball, seamlessly transitions a runner and then has good vision in the open field to be able to make things happen. Uh, to me, he's a guy that you know fits kind of what the 49ers want to do as far as balance again, talking about adding in guys who are threats in the in the passing game and the blocking game. To me, Brenton Strange is one of those guys. He's really close to being a star player, but he is a square player because he definitely fits the 49ers scheme the same way Payne Durham did. Uh, he has a, a good you know sense for his route running, he does a pretty good job. Uh not a pure, you know, clean route runner, but he's he's very well developed compared to some in the draft. I like that about him. Uh wonder how he would hold up, you know, blocking play in and play out. Uh, but I think he's he's pretty beast. And then uh him blocking downfield the way Payne Payne Durham loves to go downfield and block. That's the same thing you get out of Britton Strange. This guy's a nasty blocker. I think he would fit the way the 49ers like to go about their tight ends blocking. Uh, I think they could feed off of him. And, you know, as we see Jawan Jennings potentially, you know, um, transitioning out in the next couple of years, having a tight end that you could put in the power slot that could still block uh, could be important. It could also make the 49ers put other teams, keep them in their base personnel set, and then create mismatches. So uh, those are some things. Some of the things he needs to work on, like I kind of mentioned earlier, becoming a sharper route runner could be very important for him. And then also, you know, just him... Uh, being able to get off the line of scrimmage at times can be a problem because of his strength. He only benched uh, 225 eight times, which not the strongest tight end that you will see for sure. So um, I think that he's one of those guys that I, I think the four years could be interested in. I think he will be around in the fifth or sixth round. There would be a tremendous amount of value for a Strange in that area. Uh, that's where his value is the biggest. Fifth, sixth round the 49ers would be getting an absolute gem. They've had pretty good success with fifth round tight ends so far. Getting George Kittle was a huge, huge get for them. So uh to me, Brenton Stranger makes sense in that area. Next up, Noah Gindorf. Uh he's a he's a fun tight end to watch. He's got a lot of ability. He's a the you know he's a he's out of North Dakota State. Um, and a lot of people have really started to like him a lot. 6'6, 263 pounds, ran a 471. So he's got the size, he's got the athletic ability. Uh, one thing he did a lot, uh, that you know might fly under the radar because of the four seven speed, was he was a deep threat for North Dakota State. He liked to get behind them and make plays. Uh, and we know that they have you know a lot of times big time offenses that get down the field. So uh, he did not do a lot in his in his last year in college, which, uh, you know, let it's one of those things where the production's just not there. Uh, he played three games and had six catches for 74 yards, so it, he's he's definitely he's not coming off production-wise a really really big season. I think you're you know just projecting on what he could be, and so uh, you know how that can go. So this makes him a later round guy in my opinion. I think if he'd had a really big season, uh, they could have proved exactly you know what he was. But uh, he's very comfortable running. You can see him move well. He's smooth. Um, he has long arms, and he, you know, he catches the ball. He snatches out of the air, uh, does a pretty good job. So he's a a good ca- a good catcher of the football. He catches it well in traffic, is able to protect himself, uh, but he's not afraid to take hits, and he takes chances. And I, I think I like a guy that's willing to go over the middle and take chances and be willing to take on contact. Uh, so I like him enough. Uh, he has good enough speed with that four seven to be able to potentially get down the field. We talked about him being a vertical threat earlier and i think there is some optimism even though at his size you know he's a pretty good size guy already at 263 uh, with a six foot six frame you could probably put more weight on him and he could be even more uh dynamic already uh, so i wonder you know how he will be um in the blocking game right now he's not great but he could definitely get better at that and that's something i want to see him get better uh also you know where you see will mallory and uh Britain strange and some of those guys uh look explosive off the ball. You don't see that from Gindorf. He doesn't look explosive uh when he's going to get the football. So he that's something he could improve on and I, I think he could get better at it. But uh to me he's a good prospect. I think if the forty ers were able, you know, to pick him up in the sixth round, I think that's kind of where uh I think his sweet spot would be. I do think some teams would be willing to take him in the fifth. Uh but I think lack of production and then some of the question marks overall about him make him a you know last pick of the, you know, the 49ers last pick in the fifth round or potentially a sixth round uh, would be kind of where I would target him. And then, you know, I mean, then he could fit in solid, but I think he's a, you know, a two or, or three tied in in the league. Uh, next up though, is Braden Willis out of Oklahoma. And uh, this guy's an exciting player, fun to watch. Started to get some attention from 49ers uh, pundits recently. 6'4, 241 pounds. He ran a 475. So speed pretty equivalent to what you were getting from Gindorf, where Gindorf was 6'6 and had a 263 frame. So you can see a little bit different there. Uh, but, you know, he's a he's a talented player where Gindorf only played in three games. Uh Braden Willis played in all 12 games, had 35 catches for 445 yards and seven TDs playing for the Oklahoma Sooners. So you see the difference as far as production in their last season. Once again, another guy that you know shows the ability to make catches with his hands, not use his body. He's very good with his body control, being able to track footballs and make catches. Um, he's a quick athlete, so he looks like a receiver when he's out there. He, he just has that body frame that makes you think he's a, a power slot, a big guy. Uh, he could um, You'll continue to get better at route running and creating space and coverage. Uh, but he does a pretty good job right now compared to some of the tight ends in this draft. And I think he's one of those guys that you know that if you throw the football to him, he's probably going to come down to it, uh, come down with it. So I'm, I'm very excited about that. I like the fact he he tries and works really hard at blocking, which means he could improve and get better. I don't think he's bad by any means. Uh, but the fact his willingness to block is evident on film with him you know, continuing to move on past one guy, two guys, getting to that second level and going after blocks. So to me, he's a guy that I think could be better because he's a, a willing blocker. And then I really like his fluidity and his hips, the way he moves, his bend as he's getting into his breaks. He looks like a fluid athlete. So to me, I think he could get better at route running. And we know how the 49ers really push route running amongst their uh receiving threats. So I think he's a guy that right now is not a finished product, uh, but could have great upside on the other end. You know, so what are some of his weaknesses? Once again, you know, just comfort and sitting down in the zone. We see that with a lot of these young tight ends. Uh, Where do they feel comfortable finding these areas in the zone? And then you can't really drift in the NFL because when you drift in the NFL, you allow a linebacker to be able to, you know, cover you or you drift into coverage. That's how you get interceptions. So that feel is something he's going to have to work on. Um, And I think that, you know, right now he's the guy that could improve the blocking, which we talked about earlier. Uh, but I like him overall. To me, Braden Willis is a guy that I'm a, a fan of. And I think late in this draft, he could be a potential uh, gem for the 49ers if they waited to get, you know, a tight end late. Uh, they could get someone earlier hitting even two tight ends in this draft. I don't think he's out of the question. And I think that was something that Adam Peters discussed them, you know, doubling up at edge, doubling up a tight end is a possibility with the depth at the position. Next up is not a guy I've talked about a whole lot on this channel, but out of Baylor, it's Ben Sims. I got to watch film of him and actually you know, very much enjoyed it. 6'5", 254, out of Baylor. He ran a 4.57. The speed is there. I mean, you had you know, Will Mallory, Zach Koontz, uh, and Ben Sims were the you know three fastest at the combine. You throw in Laporte at 4.59. Those are your 4.5 tight ends. Uh, and he's, he's got the size and speed combination, 6'5", 254 is very good. Uh, 40 time is one of the best, you know, amongst tight ends, especially in the draft. But you're getting a very talented player. What did he do in 2022? He played in 11 games. He had 31 catches for 255 yards. Uh, he had three TDs. Uh, so a guy that was productive in his last season. And so he, he was a guy that was fun to watch. I seen him making plays in the red zone, uh, being able to find separation with something. Uh, he could do a pretty good job. So, I liked him. Once again, another guy with good hands. Seen to make catches over his head, especially the red zone balls that would have flew out of the end zone he was able to get it with. Uh, but he was a smooth, fluid athlete. So he, he definitely looked good. Was able to uh, get defenders, you know, weight going the wrong way and be able to produce uh, open separation to be able to make plays. So I liked that overall. His body control was good going up for the football. He looked very comfortable. He looked like a healthy uh you know smooth athlete so he's a guy that i really really like um and i think that he's a guy that can make contested catches so we've talked about this a little bit with some of the guys some of the some people have it they're contested catches guys they can make plays in traffic and i think he's one of those guys um so i like him a lot i think that he would make a lot of sense for the 49ers in the fifth round uh the speed the size combination the way we talked about will mallory earlier I think Ben Sims is one of those guys that you know the 4 years could definitely target. Um, some of the negatives about it, uh sometimes he can't get the separation that you're hoping. Uh once again, he's another guy that you know isn't able to take that vertical stretch. So you worry about him against like a Tampa two or something like that. Uh, but he does have four or five speed, so maybe it's something within technique that he's still looking to translate into the NFL. But so far, that four or five speed hasn't it hasn't shown on film. And that's something that he's going to have to uh, really show as as far as his skill set. But I like him a lot. I think his hands are good. To me, he would be solid for the 49ers. He's a strong guy. So yeah, I'd be interested for the 49ers to take him, especially in the fifth round. He'd make a lot of sense. He's a guy that's kind of jumping up my board uh, as I continue to watch him just kind of catch a game here and there. And it's like, oh, wow, you know, I kind of like this guy. Uh, he, he's got some techniques and stuff that you know, I'm a fan of. So next up is going to be a guy that's picking up steam kind of in 49er land. And that is Davis Allen out of Clemson. Uh Davis Allen out of Clemson is a guy that um you know wasn't really on my radar, but then I started seeing people talking about him at uh, Jordan Elliott was talking about Davis Allen. And he's six foot six, two hundred and forty five pounds out of Clemson. Um he's he's a pretty interesting prospect. Now yeah, he runs a four eight four so it's another guy like Payne Durham that's not really burning it up. Uh, unlike Durham, who's, you know, three comb was better, you're not gonna see it here. Uh Davis Allen, you know, doesn't have any of the measurables you're looking for. As a senior, uh, he played 13 games at 35 catches for 394 yards, very productive. Uh four touchdowns. So when they threw him the football, he caught it. He did a very good job in that area. And he's he's good at, you know, good at getting to the getting to the football, making catches. Uh, One thing I noticed around him is he had good awareness of where he was. Uh, Sidelines, he was able to get his feet in. So he he shows those types of things. Uh, He's a fluid mover, which means you can tell he's athletic, able to get open, especially over the middle of the field. And then when he gets there, he makes the catch, you know, and he has pretty good catch radius with his long arms. Uh, So to me, I I think he's a a talented catcher of the football. Uh, The speed is a little bit of a worry for me. Um so I think that's something he needs to work on but he's got he's one of those guys another effort blocker he works really hard uh works on getting to the second level which is important second level of course being linebackers and such on a defense being able to get there and then make those blocks is important in the 49ers zone scheme and he has showed willingness to do that so I think he could uh be a solid player in the NFL when you combine his ability over the middle catch the football as tracking along the sidelines uh, and then his willingness to block, those are what you're looking for over, you know, for a tight end. Now, what are some of the weaknesses? Uh, I think it's the speed and athleticism, being able to, you know, you know, take the top of the defense, go in and get to safety or getting vertical against a Tampa two. I think those are some of the things that, you know, you really have to worry about. I think most of it, because of that, limits his route tree. Uh, so I think those are his concerns, but I think he would be a threat in the red zone we talked about earlier he's a balanced tight end able to uh, not only catch the football but also block as well uh, so to me Davis Allen once again late in the draft and we've seen some rank him very very low i think he in the you know late 5 early 6 is a solid pick there for the 49ers could definitely go with um so to me you know he could be there this is another one of those tight ends that fit what the 49ers go like to do just, you know, is he, is it somebody that they're going to target or they want to go tight in a little bit earlier? I think that sweet spot is kind of in that fifth round, and I don't know if Davis Allen will be high enough on the board as some of the other guys, you know, that are going to be there. Uh, so, yeah, I like, I like him a lot. So next up, let's talk about uh, Kamori Gamble. Uh, this one might be a little bit interesting um, because I don't know how many people have been talking about Kamori Gamble. Uh, but he's a solid player out of UCF. Originally was with Florida. He's 6'4", 244. A very athletic guy. He ran a four five five. so another one of those really speed guys uh, in, the, in the draft. For me, he's, he's a guy that's really fun to watch on film. Very explosive, very exciting. Um, he, as a senior, he played in nine games. He had seven catches for 113 yards. So not a lot to write home about one touchdown as far as that. But if you go back and you watch some of the Florida film. Uh, and you see a guy that was a lot more productive. And his numbers at Florida in his last year there, 13 games, 31 catches, 409 yards with four touchdowns. Uh, so he definitely did a very good job when he was at Florida. He's a spectacular athlete. I think he's kind of flying under the radar because he didn't have a big year with UCF. But his athleticism definitely shows. uh I like the combination of size, strength, and speed together. Uh, he's one of those guys that attacks the ball in the air, does a good job that way. Um, and then I think he also breaks a lot of tackles. You know, And when you're talking about a player that can create and make big plays or convert on third down, you want a guy like Amore Gamble that can do that. And to me, that's where he fits You know, the 49er scheme. And then he's got that good, really good catch radius to be able to go up, get the football and bring it down. Uh, he's a good blocker, very, very good blocker. Uh, and so he adds a lot of value to the run game. We talk about a game with the 49ers, a guy that can play in line, a guy that can uh do both block and catch the football that would make them more active in the play action game. Uh, so to me, he's very, very good. I like him a lot. Um, you know, their, their question marks are about him or about separation, but when you see the speed, you wonder if that's route concepts or just even how he finishes his routes, how he is at the top of his stem, being able to, you know, manipulate defensive backs, get them to flip their hips. He should have the speed and athletic ability to do that. So far, it hasn't worked. It could be because he's not, you know, getting at the proper form. Uh, so I mean, to me, he's a very, very solid player. i have seen him mocked, you know, in the seventh round. Um, to me, I think Kamori Gamble's a fifth round pick. I would be willing to take him with one of those fists. I like him more than some of the other guys just from the the mere athletic ability, you know, that I've seen so far. Uh, so to me, he was a guy that I like a lot, and I would definitely add him. Now, one guy that I forgot to add on here uh, was that I want to talk about is Blake Whitehart. I don't know how I forgot Blake Whitehart. Blake Whitehart's one of my favorite tight ends in the draft. He's going to go late. He's 6'4", 247 out of Wake Forest. He ran a 4'7", uh, but you just see solid. That Every time I see this dude, I'm just like, man, this guy's a solid player. In 2022, we had a, a 23 catches for 287 yards, three touchdowns. Uh, I like him a lot. He just it just is so good. And when you when you listen and, and watch him play, uh he enjoys physical confrontation of blocking. Uh he goes after everyone. He doesn't care if they're bigger, if they're faster. Uh he has good pop and good strength. To me, he's he's a a fit for the 49ers in all areas. Uh, He gets off the ball quickly. He has good hands. Uh, He's, he's good at that kind of thing. Um, He does have really good acceleration for the guy, his size. He loves to get downfield to make blocker uh, blocks will block multiple people. So he is really, really good and fits what the 49ers do. Uh, I think he will be a guy that, you know, acclimates very well to the NFL. Uh, So I like him. I like his speed, the four seven, he plays four seven. He looks like it. He looks quick. Uh, So to me, I like him. Most of the questions, you know, about him uh, are about his, you know, some of his uh, creating speed with his athleticism. But to me, Blake Whitehart is a great tight end in this draft. I like him a lot. Uh, for a while there, he was rolling with Will Mallory as as one of my top tight ends in the draft. And I still value him that. You're probably going to see him go, uh, people are going to talk about him being seventh round or undrafted. I would easily put Blake Whitehart in the fifth round just on skill and, and technique alone. Uh, people will probably disagree with me, and, and that's okay. I, I don't mind at all because I think Blake Whitehart is going to be a solid NFL tight end, and that's really what you're looking for. I think he would be a bona fide fit for the 49ers. If the 49ers walked out of this draft with Will Mallory, the speed, athleticism, uh, being able to create with the passing game, and Blake Whitehart, who can do all the other and has the attitude like George Kittle but can still catch the ball and move the sticks, I think they would have a one-two punch. Uh, that I've been looking for for a long time. So they're spectacular. Now on to the next guy, Daniel Barker. Interesting guy out of Michigan State, six foot four, two hundred and forty-one pounds. Now he didn't always play at Michigan State. He played at Illinois as well, uh, but he's a guy that's you know he's got a lot of strength, uh got a lot of ability. He moves the sticks. It after uh, let's see what he did at first off. um He had in twenty twenty one. Uh, He had 18 catches for 202 yards, four touchdowns. And then when he transferred to Michigan State, he had 12 12 games. He had 21 catches for 239 yards uh, with two touchdowns. So a little bit more production in his last year. But I like this guy. He's got good footwork. Uh, He's got good change of direction, which I like. Gets off the ball very quickly. Uh, he's He's a guy that looks like a natural athlete, a fluid mover. So I like him a lot. Uh, He's going to be able to make plays over the middle of the field, long arms. I mean, it seems like this is what we're talking about with all the tight ends, right? Long arms, ability to create over the middle, not afraid to take contact. Um, But when you get guys like this, that are able to also uh, run through arm tackles, those are important. Those are those extra momentum plays that the 49ers build on that George Kittle and Debo Samuel have built their careers on. Uh, And when I see guys like that, I get excited that he's one of those guys that do that. And, uh, he's he's got really good hands and he's a guy that could create, I think he would be a red zone threat in the NFL. He is definitely more of a project than some. Uh, he's got some work to do, but I, I do like him. And I think that you know his question marks about his speed, you know, and some of his release things could definitely make him a guy the 49ers would have to work on. I think he's gonna be late in this draft. So if the 49ers, you know, thought that he was a, a guy that they could take a chance on seventh round would make a lot of sense. I would put this, I'd put a sixth round grade on him. But if they got him in the sixth or seventh round, I'd be very excited about his upside. And even if he's an undrafted free agent, I would be all over that uh, because I think he's got, you know, a lot of a lot of ability. I really do. I think he's a very very solid player uh, and could be a solid player for the 49ers. So tight ends all over the place. Of course, there were tight ends I didn't talk about in this episode. Uh, some of them I'm I'm going to go ahead and talk about in a. Draft gems video. Others were just not going to be able to be drafted by the Forty Niners uh, because of you know how good they are. Some of the guys are just out of the the reach of the Forty ers But if there was a player that I didn't talk about in this draft uh, that is a tight end that you really like or you really want, uh, let me know. You know, hit me up forty erscutback cutback at gmail dot com. Uh, find me on Twitter forty niners cutback and and or, or on Instagram forty niners cutback and let me know. Let me know which guys. You know, I didn't talk about that you like, you could also do it in the comment section down below. And uh we'll get into it. You know, I'll break them down and go through it. I did watch every other tight end. I just these were the ones I chose to talk about because I thought they were more 40 yard fits or guys the 40 yards could take a chance on because of some of their physical upside. Uh, but I am curious what everyone had to think. Let me know what you think of the episode. Like it says there, like and subscribe to the channel. More draft content will be coming your way. Uh been a little bit tougher right now i'm moving i'm getting married uh but i'm trying to do as much as i can i really enjoy doing the content and of course i want to always uh stay in touch with what the 49ers are doing and you the 49ers fans. so thank you so much for watching 49ers cutback i really really appreciate it you guys are the absolute best um you guys always come through and do so many good things so I'm very thankful for all of you. And I'm, I'm thankful for everyone that has subscribed to this channel. And your continued support is definitely appreciated. Of course, if you want extra content, there is content available on Patreon. Hopefully, I'm going to be getting even more over there. I have more draft content that I need to drop over there. Uh, but, you know, it's one of those times of the year. But we'll be getting to it. I can't wait. As we get closer to the draft, I'm going to ramp up coverage even more. You guys all are the best. Thank you so much for watching. Until next time, stay safe and remember the right way is always the 49ers.